Hello, yoga teacher. It's Pedro Luna, the co-founder of the Next Level Yoga Academy. I have some exciting news for you. I just released my first ever ebook, and it's free. Beyond Yoga Teacher Training, practical tips to get your yoga teaching journey started. If you are hearing this right now, there's a link in the description of wherever you're streaming this podcast to grab a copy of it. All you have to do is jump on the email list, and we will send you a copy of the ebook with practical tips to get it going. And even if you're not new, there's some really solid advice just to refresh on as you're walking the path. I hope you enjoy it and enjoy this episode. Peace. Okay, my friends, welcome back to another episode here on the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. Today, we are talking about how to create a foundation for your teaching style. So, so many of these yoga trainings are generalized yoga teacher trainings, which is okay. You know, a generalized yoga teacher training is okay. A lot of folks go there to get a 200-hour certificate, and maybe you're doing the training because you like the teacher. You know, you like the teacher, but maybe not necessarily this isn't what you want to teach, but you enjoy the teacher and the style that they're offering. You like to practice that. Um, but maybe it's not something that you want to actually teach. And so like, how do you take all the knowledge that you digest in a training? It's a lot of information in the 200 hour, uh, yoga teacher training. There's a, there's a lot of info, um, that you receive. And, um, and sometimes it's in a really condensed amount of time. You learn it, uh, super quick. So being able to digest it and then sit with it and reflect on it, um, and then apply it. That's a, that's a whole nother animal. Actually applying it into the teaching world is another animal. So today we'll just kind of go over some just general foundational tips on how to, how to get it going and um, we'll see where it leads us. So, and again, if you have any, if we're on Instagram live, also streaming this there, if you're in podcast land. Um, so any questions on Instagram, just throw it in the chat. So the first thing is once you graduate your training, right? You go through your training, you graduate your training, you have a certificate and um, let's say you're teaching family and friends. Maybe you're teaching at the local studio but maybe you're not exactly sure, like the messages that you're sharing, you're trying to figure out how to cultivate your voice. You know, finding your voice as a yoga teacher, that's, that takes time. It takes time and it takes patience. The first thing it is that it, you go back to is what do you like to practice? Like you specifically as the teacher, what do you enjoy practicing on your own accord? You know, what does it like to do? Do you like to do more power flow? Do you like to do yin yoga? Do you like to do restorative? Do you like to offer guided meditations? Do you like to just listen to guided meditations? All of the things that you're personally doing for yourself, typically that's what you're going to want to offer to students because you're practicing it already. And what you're practicing is easy to teach or, or easier to teach than something that you're not actually practicing. If you're not practicing it, but ask to teach it, that makes it really tricky and really hard, especially if you're a new yoga teacher. Um, so let's just say you went to a teacher training, you got a Hatha Vinyasa training. That's a, that's a general, just a general training. Let's just call it that that's something that you received. Um, but you're more into gentle yoga, right? So in order to teach gentle yoga, you need to be practicing gentle yoga. As you're practicing that, you're gonna start to take in little bits of information and be able to apply that into a teaching style. Now, I want to I want to preface this, and I and I don't say this to be it. It's not negative or derogatory. It just is what it is. When you were a student before you were a teacher, when you were just a student, you went to yoga and you got to be a student, and then you left. Once you're a yoga teacher, unfortunately or fortunately, it is forever different. It is different. Anytime that you're in a studio, 
that you have a different level of awareness about the information that you're receiving. Maybe if you're not even trying to digest it so that you can store it away for later, you know, and you can write it down in your journal when you get home so you can share it at another time in your own class, subconsciously, that is happening. It is happening. I've had this conversation with many teachers and many um, over the years, and it's just a part of the game. It's just kind of how it goes. So now, now you're a student, but you're also taking information into your, uh, you know, uh, taking it on um, subconsciously or consciously to maybe be shared in a later sense. So the practice is forever different once you're a teacher. And sometimes you need a different outlet, but that we'll do that. We'll do that episode another time about like, you know, sometimes you need a different outlet along with yoga uh, because now your yoga is kind of like, I'm here to teach and do yoga. And it's kind of, I'm working to find a balance in that, but we'll do another episode on that. So back to foundations for your teaching style, practicing what you want to teach is essential, is essential above all else. When you're practicing these things, <clears throat> And whatever information that you're taking in that you feel it might be a you want to apply to your classes, what are the ask yourself, what are the messages that you're receiving from what you're reading, what you're consuming on social media, what you're actually um, what you're listening to, podcasts you're listening to, music that you're listening to, what messages are resonating with you? And how can you take this information and share it to your ideal students? Right? If you're teaching mixed level classes at a local yoga studio, they probably are coming there because the studio has created some sort of foundation already. There's already a foundation established at this establishment um, of what to expect in that place. If it's a gym, it might be more fitness oriented. If it's a studio, a, a spiritual center, it's probably more geared towards that. If it's a, you know, a community clubhouse, and maybe it's more open, you know, I don't know. But what messages are resonating with you? And how can you share them to the students that you're teaching? When you're sharing those messages, those students are going to be able to, like, you have to be able to put it in a way that those students, those students can receive the message. If let's just say you're reading something in the Upanishads or something in the Bhagavad Gita or uh, some sort of spiritual text, and it's really hitting home for you because you've been practicing yoga for 15 years, okay, and you've been doing a lot of spiritual inner work. If you go to the clubhouse at your local community center and you want to share that message, and that person's been doing yoga for like two months and they're there just because they're stressed out and have kids at home that they want to just take a break from from an hour they might not be able to receive that message in the way that you've received it. They're only going to be able to receive the message with the level that they're at. So when you're creating your foundation of your teaching style, know thy audience and know how to either dumb it down. Dumb it down sounds derogatory again, but that's not what I'm trying to say. Know how to simplify. There you go. Know how to simplify the message so that the student that you're teaching it to can apply it to their life. Because if they can apply what you're teaching them to their life, they're going to resonate with you and they're going to come back to your class. Let me say that again, louder for the people in the back. If you can simplify the message in a way and articulate it in a way to the student that's coming to your class, if they can relate to it and understand it, they're going to connect with you and they're going to come back to your class.
you can't share the message from the level that you're at if they're not there because they can only receive it for where they're at. Make sense? Lots of hearts in the comments uh, on Instagram Live. Uh, thank you. Um, it's a fine line, Inc., for the uh, comment. Yeah, it's great advice, for sure. And that's just it's just the truth of the matter. You know, when you think about it for a second, put that in perspective for yourself. When you were first going to yoga classes, right? When you first started going to class and someone was talking, uh, the teacher would say, you know, talking in a lot of Sanskrit terms or spiritual deep messages and you weren't there, you, it probably kind of went over your head, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you understood it. I know I didn't. I'm speaking from a place of I. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. One day I was in Bikram yoga and finally like three months in, I heard like lock your knee. And I said that to the teacher and the teacher said to me, um, I've been telling you that for like three months. Well, shoot, I just finally heard it. I just heard it and I was able, when I heard it, I was able to apply it. And when I was able to apply it, I was able to connect to the teacher. When I was able to connect to the teacher, there's a relationship that gets built. When you build the relationship, you allow yourself to go to the next place, which is community. And that's what, that's what ultimately as a teacher for me, it's all about creating this sense of community. So in my foundations of teaching style, I found what I like to practice and I found that I, that's what I want to share. So when I'm practicing what I want to share, I'm continuing to grow as an individual. And as I continue to grow as an individual, as a student, I'm able to gain more knowledge of what I want to teach. It's pretty simple. So first you practice it. You have the messages you want to share and you share them to the students at the level that they're at. And then what does the community want? You know, the people that you're, wherever you're serving in this moment, what is it that they want? Because as a teacher, it's not always about me. And maybe like, you know, this is again, this is for newer yoga teachers. So sometimes as a newer yoga teacher, you're not teaching your, at first, it's not your, maybe your ideal space. Maybe you really want to be teaching a kundalini yoga, but you're teaching yoga at like LA Fitness. Because you just want to get some reps in and get some repetition and get some practice and it works for your schedule. Well, that's great. Teaching Kundalini Yoga at LA Fitness might not work. I know it doesn't work for some of the folks that I've connected with in my community. Um, it doesn't work for them. So they have to teach a different style there. However, when they're there, they're teaching, uh, let's call it um, vinyasa yoga to those folks. And they're learning. Like that's what the community wants there. But at the same time, in the background, they're building their own practice and then sharing that a little bit on the side. So you have to know your audience. You have to know what they want. You have to know what you want. And then ultimately, you're finding a happy medium. You're finding a happy medium. What do you genuinely enjoy teaching? If you genuinely enjoy teaching kundalini yoga, then you need to find a space that holds kundalini classes, obviously. Or you need to create your own space, whether it's digitally here on the internet, offering you know, classes online, videos online, or somewhere that you can connect with like-minded individuals. Right? This is going to lead to lasting sustainability. Because I'm going to tell you for sure, if you want to teach kundalini yoga, but you're teaching uh, at LA Fitness or a local gym, for now, just to get some practice in, that's fantastic. I would highly encourage that because you're getting in practice. You're learning, you're you're finding your voice, you're commanding, you're cueing, you're sequencing, you're doing that kind of stuff. However, that's only sustainable for a certain amount of time. Because at some point, you're going to be like, I don't really want to teach this style of yoga anymore. I'm not really practicing this style of yoga. 
And so it doesn't really resonate anymore. And everything serves everything, everything has a time where it serves you for sure. And then at some point, it no longer serves you. And when it doesn't, then you just move on, right? We, in yoga, we practice non-attachment, right? And so everything serves us till it doesn't. Everything serves us till it doesn't. And then when it doesn't anymore, we just simply allow that to let go. We grow and evolve and we carry forward and we move on. So those are the foundations of, you know, creating a foundation for your teaching style. It comes from what you want to practice, what you enjoy practicing, having the messages that you want to share and being able to share them to your community at the level that they're at, identifying the community that you're teaching to, what do they want? And if they want something from you that you can give them, but you're not, uh, you don't have the skills yet, then you need to learn it, right? And if you want to learn it, right, learn it, share it, learn it, share it. But if you don't want to learn it and they want it, maybe you have to go to a different area, right? You got to go play in a different arena and that's okay. That's okay. Plenty of times in my 10 year, is it 10 years? Close, close to 10 year. I think it'll be 10 years in, in November, 10 year yoga teaching journey. I've taught somewhere for a certain amount of time as it served me, as I was growing. And then when it didn't, it just kind of fizzles out and fades out. It just does. It just does. But just starting with the foundations of your teaching style, finding your voice, learning how to cue and project and sequence and you know, using music, if you're using music and like, how does that, you know, enhance the experience for people? We'll do another episode on music um, because there's a lot, a lot to that to die, to uh, dissect. Um, but all of these things that we've shared today in this short little snippet of time, but 15 minutes or so here on our podcast, hopefully um, you can take little nuggets away from it and just say, Hey, th okay, this makes sense. You know, this makes sense. And the more that you practice as a student, the more you have to offer. We'll leave with this today for in our foundations of teaching style. The more you experience, let me say this loud and clear, and this is, this is appropriate not just to yoga, this is appropriate for life. The more that you experience, the more you have to offer. The more you experience, the more you have to offer. It's that simple. The more you practice yoga, the more yoga you can offer. Period. The more you have different styles of yoga that you're comfortable with teaching or enjoy teaching, the more you'll have to offer. The more you learn from doing trainings or connecting with other teachers or your community or your students, the more you learn from them, the more you'll have to offer. It's that simple. And the foundation starts with your practice. It starts with your practice and going inward to identify what it is that you really want, who your ideal student is, what, the, what you can offer to the community, what they want, what you genuinely enjoy doing with your time as you're standing up in front of others and sharing your message. That's it. That's how it all starts after you graduate your training after you get, you know, after you have your certificate, you know, you don't even technically need a certificate to teach yoga. Like as long as you're confident, competent, and can keep everybody safe, <laughs> technically you don't need, I mean, there's no 
law abiding system, but certainly a training will be super helpful. Um, of course. So, so that's that my friends, that's our episode for today. I hope this resonated with you. If you're on Instagram live and you said, Hey, this, this, uh, this resonated, if you could smash the heart button, that always feels good. Uh, as for me leading this, I haven't gone Instagram live in a hot minute. I don't think in 2022 life has been busy. Life has been crazy in the best way. Um, and now we're here, uh, sharing messages, confidence, incompetence, boom, boom, Jen bunny, boom. So, uh, and that's all for today. If you're still tuning into this message all the way at the end of the episode, uh, if you like a free resource for a new yoga and new yoga teachers, I have a free ebook. Uh, the link is in my bio there on Instagram, or I'll link it here in the podcast in the show notes. Um, um, it's called, uh, beyond yoga teacher training, you know, first steps to once you're out of training, what to do kind of goes back to this. Um, super just breathe kids. You're very welcome for the advice and more to come. Um, and if you're a new teacher looking for more uh, support, um, we have a workshop coming up. The link is in the bio uh, or in the description of this episode, uh, a six week yoga teacher workshop for unlocking confidence, skills, mindset needed to be a successful yoga teacher as you, you know, yoga entrepreneur, just kind of getting started on the path. So if that's of interest to anybody, feel free to send me a message, an email, or uh, check the link in my bio or in the show notes of this episode. Um, with that being said, we're going to sign off for today. It's been a pleasure connecting with all of you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your absolutely amazing day wherever this lands in your ears. Appreciate everybody. Until next time, peace.